Howdy, everyone. Welcome to Deprogrammed on Unsafe Space. I'm your host, Carter Laren, and I'm joined, as always, by the bad mama Jamma, who unfortunately is not feeling very well today, so be nice to her, Carrie Smith. Hi, Carter. How are you? I'm all right. How are you doing? I'm feeling okay. I'm just tired and stressed. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, <clears throat> ah, well, this won't stress you out at all. This is a great topic. Um, because apparently, apparently you are being oppressed in many, many ways. That's that how it feels. Yeah, well, that's how it feels. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think you could probably just bl blame me for all the, the troubles in your life or any other man around. Uh, yeah. I, see people, I see people do this a lot, actually, so... Um, yeah, we're going to talk about male privilege today, guys. We've talked about white privilege and we make a lot of comparisons and I figured, why don't we just talk about male privilege itself? And we happen to have a male here, although didn't you say you're going to identify as a woman today? Oh yeah. Sorry. I'm a woman for the purposes of this conversation. <laughs> In fact, for this conversation, I am a, a beautiful, brave trans Muslim woman. So <laughs> you can just... Sit down and shut up, Carrie. <laughs> you don't know my experience. You just, in like, this is like shoots and ladders. You just took a ladder all the way to the top. <laughs> I, well, I just fucking won. I won the game. <laughs> uh, I guess I could be disabled or something. Um, is that better? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, and you'd have to, and take the ramp all the way to the top. Should I show this article that we're going to go through yeah. here? Let's show it. Right. This is this is one of the worst SJW sites on the internet. I know we've talked about it before. Everydayfeminism.com. They they ho they're one of the ones that host these like unlearning your toxic whiteness seminars and charge people money for it. These people are crazy. I think this is awesome. This is <laughs> the funniest thing ever. So this is here here it is. 160 plus. I think it's like 167 or something. Hold on, let me scroll. We'll get the right number for you so you know exactly how many ways in which you're being oppressed. 167. So there's 167 ways, examples, of male privilege in all areas of life. Now, just to, just to, you know, just to be clear, this was written in 2016, not oh, yeah, 1716. But... <laughs> And and given that that was uh, three years ago, there's already probably 40 new ways that you're privileged that they could add. We could just have a clean 200 by now. Yeah, well, I mean, I can think of a couple. One, we can grab them by the pussy now, right? <laughs> that's that's okay. So there's at least 168. So, um, yeah. So, Carrie, I, I mean, we should walk through these. Not all of them, but we, sh we should walk through some of them that are – more fun. Let's walk through a few. And I, I think you and I are actually surprisingly going to disagree on a few things today. Maybe, although, uh, I, you know, I will say this, uh, just as at the outset, my kind of general impression of this list is that uh, it, it confirmed two stereotypes I had been really trying hard to work against my entire life. Uh, and those were that women were hypersensitive and that women were irrational. But I've now since, since... <laughs> Maisha wrote this. Uh, you're shaking my confidence in the in the female half of the species, Maisha, because this is pretty hypersensitive and irrational. But Carrie's going to disagree with the excellent logical arguments. So uh, here's here it is again. 
So Carrie, uh, well, do you want to do you want to pick well, just for a second? Ones? Go ahead. There are times at which I am hypersensitive and irrational. Is that because I'm a woman? I don't think so. It might have something to do with it. A little something. But oh, I'm. I mean, I'm obviously I'm being silly. Oh, uh, I know. I'm just saying. I I wonder about that. How much does my femaleness have to do with my any neuroticism that I have? Because women, on average, are more neurotic than men. There are they score higher on neuroticism just a little, on average. Not every woman. Um, but I don't think that I don't think that, that being female is makes up a huge part of the times when I'm sensitive. It makes up part of it, maybe. I mean, maybe, although this is one of those things in which, you know, I, I happen to be married to a woman who I think is eminently rational and level-headed. And I think a lot of women abandon reason. Some men do too, but I think a lot of a lot of women tend to abandon reason and indulge their feelings because they're told that they should and can, not because they can't be rational, but when you indulge people... You get oh, more yeah. of that behavior. So <laughs> that's that's just what happens. But let's so okay. this is broke. Go ahead. Let's do the list. Yeah, this is broken into sections. So the sections are social norms, sex and relationships, gendered harassment and violence, health and body, the media, uh, politics and law, workplace and economy. I think that might be the last one. No, childhood and education. Is the last one. Oh, and religion. So maybe we just do like a couple from each section or you pick on the ones yeah. that you like the most, Carrie. But yeah. Social norms. Let's start there. What are your favorites? What are the ones you think you're going to disagree with me about? Well, I don't know. Okay, so like number one, you can dominate conversations without being judged. Women hey, shut are- up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> women are perceived as, quote, too talkative, even when they're speaking less, with one study showing that women need to make up 60 to 80 percent of a group to have equal time in a conversation. Um, in my experience, just anecdotally, this is true. And, and I'm not saying that men I don't know about the part about without being judged, because I certainly judge men who dominate conversations. So, the, yeah. And this is related to number two. Let's yeah. and actually three. They're all kind of related. Right. Number two is you're less likely to be interrupted when you speak if you're a man. Studies of men and women showed that both interrupted men or women more than men. And three is you're not automatically assumed. Oh, number three is not that. Never mind. So one and two are kind of closely related. I don't I actually am not going to argue that whether this is true or not. It may, in fact, be that men dominate conversations more that that might be true. Well, in certain circumstances, like maybe not at home. I know women who won't shut the f up, and they're and the men around them are are blessedly <laughs> quiet all the time because there's no room for them to say anything at all. But in the workplace, look, I remember. Here's a great example, just from my life, personal life. Uh, in the writers' room on this this late night comedy show that I was a producer on, uh, there were female comedians and writers in the room who came and told me they felt like they and and I saw it happen with my own eyes that they would say something and nobody would hear them and then a man would say what they said and everybody would be like great idea mm-hmm. and, it, and it was this weird kind of like how do I fight to be heard here and for you to acknowledge what I'm saying and that 
and it's not all men who just overlook women in that way. And I don't, I don't know exactly why that dynamic plays out that way. And certainly in this room, there were fewer women than men, but, um, but I've seen it happen before. I've had, it's happened to me. Yeah. So again, I'm not, I wouldn't argue that that necessarily does or doesn't happen. I think I agree with you in certain circumstances, it probably happens more than others. Um, however, here's what I'm going to argue. Okay. Number one, uh, you may in fact be judged for what you're doing. So I knew a guy that I worked with who did that to everyone. Guys, women, didn't matter. He would sit in a meeting, hear everything, as pretend, and he was often like the guy quote, quote in charge of the meeting. Sit in the meeting, hear everything, and take the best ideas, pretend they were his, and say, how about we do blah, blah, blah. And it didn't matter if it was a man or a woman who said it. He just did that. And... He would kind of walk away thinking, actually, I think he deluded himself thinking that he had come up with ideas. He was like, ah, I'm so smart. I came up with all these great ideas. Um, but. He believed his own lies. <laughs> I, well, yes, but I, that doesn't mean. I don't want to say this. It's not a privilege. What's every every time there's a difference in dynamic between how people interact, that doesn't mean that one side is privileged. So in conversations often. So men are looking for, I, I think, instinctively, often men are trying to build hierarchies. I mean, you talked about this just the other day with Jordan Peterson, right? Men are building hierarchies. Women are being much more collaborative generally in general. This is not always, right? But men are more competitive, women generally more collaborative. So in an environment in which there are dominance hierarchies and people who people who don't have the confidence and assertion, like who people who don't assert themselves and have confidence and aren't a little bit aggressive are noticed by the aggressive alpha males in the room. And they are taken advantage of. And it doesn't matter if they're men or women. They're taken advantage of. It's just that fewer men are willing to not be alphas and fight back themselves. Women are more likely to be collaborative. Now, that's not a that's not a privilege that man men have. That's just the dynamic that men operate in. And if you're going to step into that world and you want to have equal speaking time, which may actually not be necessary, which is a separate issue, if you want to have equal time, if that's how you're going to measure it, then You've got to play if it's dominance game being played, you gotta play the dominance game, or you gotta convince people to switch modes. But like that's that's how that interaction works. But there's a flip side. All these privileges have a flip side. All of them. Yeah. That's it's what they... way easier to get a meeting if you're a woman, especially if you're a relatively attractive woman. Yeah, okay. Maybe they're gonna try maybe a lot of guys are gonna talk over you and you're going to be more collaborative and submissive in a meeting when maybe you should be more sort of an aggressive and therefore you're going to get less speaking time. But you know what? You also get, there's a lot of deference that's given to women. There's yeah. a lot of like, Oh, well, Hey, give me some deference here for one second. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a trans. What am I? Shit. I forgot what I identified. As. God so, damn it. <laughs> so Joe says in the comments, Joe says uh, in his experience, it's more of a status thing than a gender thing. So the higher up the ladder you are in the group, the more weight your words carry. Maybe. I don't know. I've, I could see it. I could see it that way, but I, I definitely have seen, I don't know. 
I think it's I think it's a confidence thing. And higher up in the status means generally you have more confidence, but not always. So if you have someone low down yes. who's got confidence, they will own the room. Right. Yes. I, te- I tend to dominate conversations, as you frustratingly know. Yes. <laughs> so here's a, when when I used to be when I was a full on full fledged SJW, there were times when I would have a higher status in a room. I was an executive producer or I owned my own co- company i managed people you know what i mean but i would yeah. walk into a room and i would met i would let some little network shit for lack of a better word some little punk punk let's use punk i've let some little punk intimidate me because the ideology told me that all this stuff is true right that right. all this like male privilege and whatever and i would walk in the room and i would automatically be seeing myself as a woman through a band's eyes and i don't do that so much anymore and I, I now more often view myself as a, just a person. I don't right. necessarily go into that headspace of like, oh, how are they viewing me as like a like you know he's thinking I'm a woman and I'm incapable and blah 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 all that stuff. So I, I would argue then if you're in this kind of an environment in which there is this kind of hierarchy and there's a little bit of competition going on, then people who are better at that are going like people who are are more confident and assertive are going to come out on top more often. But the flip side is, if you go into a group, I, I don't know, uh, your Bible study group. I'm just going to guess your Bible study group with women. If I went into your Bible study group with women, and acted like a normal dominant guy trying to assert my, especially me, great right, because I'm an atheist, I'd be like, well, that's not that contradicts this other thing, and blah blah blah. Right? I'd be arguing. I would never get invited back. The, the, the clan <laughs> would kick me out. And probably tell all the other women, like, never date him. Good thing I'm married. Never date him. Like, stay away from him. He's a jerk. Like, I would get ostracized from your little community, right? <laughs> You're about collaboration, especially if, especially if I go in, even if I do a minor thing, if I go into that community and someone's having a problem and my answer to them is like, buck up. Stop being a fucking whiner. <laughs> Whoa, he wasn't supportive of the woman in the room. Like, we're, we're supporting each other. This is a support group. Get out. So I don't fit in, I don't fit in those dynamics and people who aren't willing to be assertive don't fit into dominance hierarchies as easily. It's hard. It doesn't mean you can't do it. It's a challenge, but it's not a male privilege thing. It's a difference. Differences between men and women aren't always privilege. It just means you have an advantage in one situation and a disadvantage in another. And that's well, they, not men's fault. Okay, but that's just, I think that's semantics because they will say, yes, that's what I mean by privilege is an, an advantage. But but your point, which I'm hearing, I think I'm hearing you say, and I've I've we've talked about this a lot in relationship to the whole white privilege thing too, is that everyone is privileged in a multitude of different ways and marginalized in a multitude of different ways. And they get so caught up on these specific things and they take these to be um, the whole, the entirety of the matter, you know, you are, yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I guess that's for you're a privileged person. Yeah. I, I just, I want to clarify a little bit. Um, what I'm saying is that for almost each one of these, I haven't, I mean, I don't know about all 167, but for basically all of these, what's being argued as a privilege is cherry picking half of what happens when you have these personality traits in a, in a society. So you have these kind of people who are tend to be more this way, these kind of people who are tend to be more this way. Well, what they do is they cherry pick instances in which this is a privilege over that and say, look, there's a privilege. And they ignore the instances in which 
the reverse is true. They just don't talk about female privilege, right? Can you cry at Pixar movies without being shunned by your peer group and, <laughs> and made undateable? I saw a Twitter, of, I saw someone on Twitter who I really like, uh, a female libertarian on Twitter who was like, I think I, I'll paraphrase what she said, but it was something like, uh, men who cry at Pixar movies, colon, like non-starter for date world or something like it was like, you know, is a non-starter for dating. That's a that's a privilege that women have. They can express their emotions. They can express vulnerability. And as much as the social justice left says, oh, yeah, you should all be like Justin Trudeau. Guys, express your emotions and cry at Pixar movies. The fact is women don't want to date guys who are Justin Trudeau. And they're hypocrites. They don't actually want you to express your emotions because when you do, they, they make fun of you and say male tears. Right. And they go back and fuck the guy who doesn't express his emotions. So, I mean, there's lots of cases of privilege, but these are cherry picks to be half. It's the half privilege that they care about. So that was my point. Uh, can I let's 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 move on. Let's move right. on to the next next thing. Hold on. So what do you want to do next, Carrie? So that we, we hit the beginning of social norms. Do you want to do any more social norms ones or do you want to move on? Uh, here's one. Number seven there, you're not expected. So they're saying men are not expected to step aside if someone of another gender is walking in their path. I find that to be actually the opposite. I mean, if a guy's a gentleman, they do step aside. Like that's, it just depends. Yes. Some guys do, some guys don't. I don't, this isn't, I don't notice this to be a universal thing about men. Oh, men, men aren't expected to step aside. And, right, and also is, these people, yeah, one, one last thing, these people, um, again, SJWs are often hypocrites because because their ideology doesn't have any logical um, consistency. And so on the one hand, whoever wrote this is saying, um, you have male privilege because you're not expected to step aside. However, I could just as easily see them writing something like, you know, you stepping aside is chauvinism. I don't need you to step out of my way. Yes, hold the door. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I was going to say, how is that not the same as holding the door? It's like, well, you told us not to step aside. Yeah, this, so that link, by the way, you're not expected to step aside. It links to an article um, with this woman who did this experiment in New York City where she walked around and intentionally didn't move out of the way. And she bumped into a bunch of people, most of whom were guys. and Like, like a large majority were guys. And she concluded, guys are jerks who don't step aside. But here's the weird thing. Here's the thing. Here's a nuance. I just, I want to, everything here is assumed to be you're wronged. And I just want to point this out. She bumped into guys, right? The guy could easily argue she bumped into him because she also wasn't paying attention or wasn't moving out of the way. He did, he, they don't blame her. They don't go write an article saying, I bumped you into a woman today. Women are suck. They don't, right? It's your fault. You bumped into me. For guys, if you bump into each other on the sidewalk, no harm, no foul. Oops, move on. It's not a thing. For this woman... It's a microaggression. It's a problem, right? And so she, it's male privilege that they don't step aside. No, we have a different social interaction. We're not hypersensitive about bumping into each other. If it bumps, if we bump into each other on the sidewalk, we don't give a fuck. You do. That's why you step aside. That's all it is. It's a difference in behavior, but it's not a privilege. Sorry, that one bothered me. Also, uh, the next one after that is social norms allow you to take up more physical space. That one's just 
Yeah, also we're bigger, but that's a separate issue. I want to share my screen for a second. Can you see this? Yeah, yeah, you're, it's the uh, same article, <laughs> okay. yeah. I know, I just want to look at the, I just want to put the side. Let's look at the other stellar articles on everyday feminism that are popular this month. Three differences between the terms gay and queer and why it matters. What everyone <laughs> needs to know but is afraid to ask about fat sex. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's wrong with cultural appropriation? These nine answers reveal its harm. And finally, <laughs> seven reasons why white people should not wear black hairstyles. <laughs> uh, by the way, Carrie, I have a, it's a non sequitur, but I have a cultural appropriation story. So uh, I was, so my, my daughter's friend's dad, I was having a conversation with him and uh, we were making a joke about something. And I, I, I used the term Indian burn, you know, what Indian burn is where you like take your hands on someone's yeah. arm and rub like that. And, right. Yeah. I used the term Indian burn and he goes, uh, and he like looked miffed, like, what are you talking about? And you know, I grew up on the East Coast. I didn't, I'm like, I don't know, did do you not know what an Indian bird is? Like, is that no no thing out here in California? And uh, he goes, No, 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 I know what it is, but we don't use the term anymore. I don't think we use that word anymore. And so <laughs> I knew where this was going. Oh great. So, we no, no, we I don't, don't use this term anymore. Yeah, we don't we don't use that word anymore. <laughs> so I uh I didn't want to have an argument, you know, I don't want to cause strife for my daughter. So I just asked, oh, what term do we use? That's great. <laughs> he was like, I, 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 don't, I don't know. There's, no, there's not a new word for it yet. You better make one up, sir. <laughs> you better go make one up. I, I actually looked it up. I looked up the whole history of it. It's called Chinese burn in the UK and other places. Um, and it's also called the snake bite. So you can be non-offensive by calling it the snake bite. But... The point is, quick to like typical Bay Area, quick to be like, oh, we don't use that word. Really, what word do we use? Uh, I'm just not. I know that's bad because it has <laughs> Indian in it. I know nothing about the origins, nothing about what it means. Just it's got Indian, must be bad. And by the way, um, some of the history I read implied that it was actually India Indian. It was not even clear where the Indian comes from. So it's just not even. It's not like a straightforward. Thing. Anyway, Carrie, I actually liked you sharing the screen because um, when you share it, it's on Zoom and we can both kind of, you want to share it again and scroll through uh, the next Yeah. Part. Okay. Yeah. Let me share. Da, da, da. Okay. All right. So let's do the next section. You want to do the next, next section? Yes. Because it's sex. We all want to talk about sex. What are your favorites from the sex section? Oh, wait a minute. Did I scroll past it? Yeah, you did. It's uh, 19 oh, right. through 35. Let me move this out of the way. Okay. By the way, hi, um, everyone in chat. I haven't really said hi, but there's people in chat talking. Hi, Joe. Everyone else. I'm not you're more on. likely to be congratulated for having lots of sex rather than shamed for it or called a quote slut. Now here's this, and, and this, this, a lot of these, they're just pulling the teasing these things apart. They should just all be under one number. Cause then the next one's like, you're not judged as a slut, even for things unrelated to your sex life, like the way you dress or how con conventionally attractive you are. Um, this one, I think is, Those are these are, these are kind of true, except things have changed in the past 20 years. And I don't, I don't see this being used against women that often anymore. You know, I think, I think this is kind of a case of somebody being stuck in a previous decade a little bit. Um, most of the women I know, maybe this is just because I was so ensconced in the SJW left, 
but most of the women I know, I mean, I know, you know, there's the book, The Ethical Slut. There's, it's all about like embracing your sluttiness and having sex like a man and with as many people as possible. And it's a horrible yeah. book, but yeah. Yeah. Have you read it? It's bad. Yeah, I've read it. Um, um. <laughs> but, but there's this, this, uh, this been this push to divorce, to divorce sex from relationships and for women to go out and, you know, there's the slut walks. There are the slut walks, which academic and professors are part of yep. and they support and they bring their classes of women and the women get half naked and write slut and it shouldn't matter if I'm naked, don't rape me. And they walk down the street naked and it's like, it's supposed to be empowering. Um, so I just don't think this, I don't know. I, I'm sure it still exists. It does, but it's just not to the degree that they're saying it. Well, I, I, I'll say, even if it totally exists to the degree that they're saying it, again, there's flip side to all this. Um, Try being a guy who says, oh, I sometimes sleep with other guys. I'm a little bit bisexual. That's not hot. I mean, I've never heard anyone say that's been hot, right? That's not hot. Um, right. That's that's you. You're then you're gay. You're emasculated. You're not a male. I've, I've got a couple uh, friends who are bisexual males and like they don't they're not viewed as uh, masculine. Right. They're they're judged by who they have sex with. But that same is not true for a woman, a woman who goes and sometimes sleeps with her best friend. Assuming her best friend's a female is like suddenly hot. So there's even in that area, there's just differences in how we, we judge everyone's sexuality. It's just different how we judge their sexuality. Yeah, we judge, we judge men for one thing, women for another thing. Like right? you, could make, you could make an entire list like this about things that where it's where it is an advantage to be a woman it just it just depends on context it depends on context and it depends on um so it, it depends on so many things it depends on where you're at um who you're with what community you're in uh what the it, it, they they yeah. try and divorce all of this from context and just say like you are a woman therefore everywhere you go and no matter what you do you are the marginalized person when you're interacting with a man he's privileged it's like that's ridiculous right. um anyway do you want to do you want to do another one uh yeah let me hold on let me share again can we do number 25 because i that's an interesting one in the sex thing to me because it's complaining about the free market right <laughs> Most pornography is made with your gender in mind, and it creates some pretty damaging ideas about women and other genders. Well, okay, well, hold on for a second. Well, you go yeah. ahead. Uh, look, pornography is not, this is not rocket science. Uh, <laughs> pornography is made for people who consume it. Yes. And, okay, by the way, women do consume pornography, but men are more visually stimulated, and women are more uh intellectually stimulated that's why women read more often read porn right how many harlequin romance novels are made for guys right this should be number 25 most harlequin romance novels are written for you women <laughs> yes right i mean that's that's all it is that's all it is this is the market responding trust me if women if there was a if there was a larger demand for porn made for women then porn made for women would be more popular and so, and there is a lot, there is growing number, a lot amount of porn for women, but it's just, this is a non-issue. Again, it's, it's not a privilege. It's just an observation about reality. And then they're assuming, why is it even good to have porn made with your gender in mind? Yeah. Porn's not okay. great for you guys. You shouldn't be, you should be glad that you're not watching a lot of it if you're not women. Um, 
Look, the, the I was driving by, there was this strip club in Austin for a while and it's been closed and abandoned for the longest time because it didn't succeed but they haven't painted over the wall. They just started painting over one of the walls. It's been abandoned for, I don't know how many years. It was called La Bear. How, are you familiar with this? It was a La strip Bear? club. Yeah, it was a strip club for women. Was it women. a gay strip club? No, it was for women to go oh. and watch men stripping. Well, it didn't succeed. Somebody, imagine somebody had a whole business plan for this strip club and they put money and effort into it. It makes me laugh every time I drive past it because yes, women you know on a birthday let's say bachelorette party birthday party something like that i could see women going out to the strip club but women are not going to get off work and go frequent a strip club every night the way that that some men do there are enough men that do that to keep the strip club open seven days a week there's not enough women going to a strip club to see men <laughs> to keep it open seven days a week it's just <laughs> but whoever did that's probably an idealist like hey men and women are the same right like let's open this club and let's get some let's get some hot guys in here to yeah that'll <laughs> totally work and, you know, it, I mean, it works in Vegas. There's like a few places where it works. But... Yeah, because the, their women are there specifically. It's like a girls weekend or some kind of right. party. It's a one time thing. It's not like the local strip joint where there's guys are going there. Grizzled guys going there like every night, you know. Right. <laughs> so, right. We... I don't know. I don't know if there's others that we that are on here in the sex. And really... Oh, you know what? The, can I just mention one female privilege that. Females are so privileged they don't even recognize. What? When you're young and beautiful, you get way more resources and attention than you deserve. You are on a pedestal. The world treats you like a precious snowflake until you're old and then everyone treats you normally and people get pissed off. But like women... The sexual market value of a young female is incredible. All they have to do is put on some lip lipstick and dress sexy. They get into every club they want. They like get lots of attention. Like guys, guys have to shell out. Guys, guys, what's sexy about guys to women is their wallet. Yeah, <laughs> that, that basically. Well, like, that and, sucks. and and why is beard. that not female privilege? And their beard, and if they wear a hat. <laughs> oh, oh wait. <laughs> Yes. I wore yes. this this morning for Kofefi, everyone. That's awesome. Terry wasn't around. Uh, I, I like Kofefi hats on. I, look, I, I will <laughs> I will objectify a man in a hat, let me tell you. Okay. Wow. I'm taking this off. <laughs> Making you uncomfortable. Sexy. Somebody in the comments <laughs> says uh, uh, they're talking about Cosmo. Yes, exactly. Cosmos for women. It's more like I think the romance novels is a better example, though. Of, like Romance is the number one genre in terms of book sales that's crazy like the, the the genre that most people read that sells the most is romance and then somebody else says yeah the number of straight men that read 50 shades is probably in the single digits yeah i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> by the way i'm looking through the sex and gender list like a bunch of them need to be wrapped up into the same you can be non-monogamous without people judging you for going against your gender's nature yeah that's the same as number one what the hell's wrong with you can you not count maybe maybe male privileges we can count all right. Uh, <laughs> okay. Let let me share again. Let's see. Let's let's switch to gendered harassment and violence. That's the next section. That's a good one. Okay. By the way, uh, in chat, if anyone wants to like come up, I was thinking about. I bet we could come up with a, a list of 167 female privilege things, but I didn't have time. Okay. Well, here's before we move on. Number 27. You oh, can mm -hmm. you can make changes to your appearance like haircut or dye without assumptions that you're doing it for men. No, but there are assumptions that you're doing it to look more attractive, like for women. 
there are like it's that's that goes both ways i'm sorry it's not you know look we joke a lot about ted cruz right like how much i like his beard but it totally improved his appearance and whoever encouraged him to do that knew what they were doing and and uh and of course he's doing that well it's not just for for women but it, it is to be seen as more attractive because more attractive people get more get elected they get elected yes they do get elected <laughs> i mean it's sad this is one of the reasons democracy sucks but a yeah. lot of people vote based on looks no that's and by the way just on the haircut or dye i mean it depends what your hair if you are dyeing your hair pink i'm gonna assume you're doing it to be less attractive to men um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing the social justice thing i mean i guess there's some some cases in which you can some of our some of our viewers one of our viewers in particular um said once in the comments like i have i look like an sjw but i'm not i think he has like multicolored hair (laughs) no i mean and i i then i do know some uh i mean there are some women who can have the multicolored hair and do the whole thing and and, but they're doing it in a way where they're trying to look attractive and they do especially in the libertarian community there's a lot of that um but i'm talking about like your haircut and dye. If it's like I shaved my head and like dyed my eyebrows pink, okay, uh, you're not doing that to attract men. We all know. Um, all right. Okay. Well, some of these are kind of okay. Sort of Go true. Ahead. Before I, I before we move on, I still number twenty eight. Oh, okay, People okay. don't assume something's wrong with you if you don't want to get married or insist that you must be lying and warn that your quote time is running out. You know, again, there's some truth to this. I think. I think there's less truth to this now than there was maybe 20, 30 years ago. Um, I think but, people should warn you that time is running out. What's happening to women is no one's warning you that time is running out. Yes, that's true. Not anymore. They're not as often. Yeah. Um, you're not. And this is a statement of, again, this is one of those things where it's like, uh, it's that difference between being descriptive and prescriptive. Mm-hmm. Men have, what's the word they're more uh women have a a certain window in which what's the word i'm searching you know what i'm talking about the sexual market value for women is different than it is for men oh yeah the sexual market so women's yeah well six women's sexual market value um it starts very high like immediately after puberty it's already climbing pretty high for women men are down here at the same age You'll have men down here, women here. Right, so right? women will be high, men will be down here. But women's women's value will st- will go up, 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 uh, early, and then yeah. slide down into And it, and it kind of does a bit of this. Again, we're speaking in just on average, not for all men, not for all women, but on average, it does a little bit of this as, as men and women age. Right, because man's sexual market value is, although we care about men's looks as a society generally, we more care about, uh, women tend to care more about their productivity and their wallet, right? They want a stable income provider. If you want kids, you want someone who can provide for the kids. I mean, that's just, obviously not everyone fits into this mold, but in general, men are viewed as, as uh, men's sexual market value is viewed largely as a function of how productive they are rather than their hip to waist ratio and you know how youthful they are. And men can have kids you can father a child when you're 60. It's not necessarily a great idea, but you can do it. You can't father a child as a woman when you're 60. You like so if you want a family, men have longer to like figure themselves out, gain some resources so they have more sexual market value and then have a family. 
I was just going to say, I was going to say that you're excluding trans women because they can father a child at 60 harder. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> you mean mother a child. <laughs> mother, mother a child. Look at, speaking of which, look at number 30. Products like Viagra exist with the aim of helping cisgender men. <laughs> I love the way they, they, they try to like um, morally preach and scold to you even here. It's like, you better say cisgender because there's some men who can't use Viagra because they're actually biological women. But anyway, <laughs> actually, they also help. They also help uh, non-cis women. Viagra does, right? <laughs> trans, trans women. Yes. Yeah. Um, anyway. OK, let's you wanted to move on. Oh, yeah. I mean, we can. We can. Um, OK, gendered harassment and violence. Wait, hold on. Alvis, Alvis, can you clarify? You've got a comment and I just don't understand it necessarily. You have sexual market value. You're assuming you're um, talking about the term that we said. How how socially engineered are we thinking in these terms? Um, I'm just not sure what you exactly mean. So clarify, because it sounds like it could be an interesting question. And uh, yes, there is a female Viagra. Sorry, uh, Carrie. <laughs> oh, that's fine. <laughs> I didn't fine. mean to get distracted, but I, you know, we're live, so being in chat is fun. Um, Pete says, Pete says it's impossible to remind women about time or age or anything related. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Don't remind us about time. But see, that's that's a problem, especially for people who have problems with time, the concept of time. I need to be reminded about it. <laughs> like, that's why people say time is running out. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and look, you, you know, guy, look, guys have their own idiosyncrasies. We've got our own problems and women often counterbalance those and, you know, remind us to take showers and, you know clean our clothes once in a while and like there's things that i mean i'm not i'm not i'm being silly and you know 1950s but like there's things that guys just need to be reminded to do like on average directions on average on average um and there's things that you know on average that women look you never go broke appealing to women's vanity just remember that if you want to start a business if you appeal to the vanity of females you will never you'll never <laughs> fail okay Oh gosh, we're gonna. Has everyone some... ever seen me laugh? I laugh. God damn it! Now I have to laugh. <laughs> oh wait a minute, we skipped over. There was one up above that said, "You don't get asked to smile the way women do." Somebody just asked you to laugh. Hey, <laughs> I lost my privilege. You lost uh, it. But that is that that one to go back to that the smile one that does happen a lot to women. I'll just say personal experience. I've been told to smile if I'm not by just random strangers on the street. I don't think that happens to men as often, but I don't, again, I no, don't think that's, probably not. that's not a privilege. It's just a difference. To, it's right. a, I'm not walking around like, Oh, that sucks to be asked. To, like I know some women who just take all that. So SJWism tells you to take all of that. So seriously and to give it so much weight and to have it ruin your day, you know? And, and then I, I would always see women SJWs in my echo chamber posting stuff like, you know, just got asked to smile by a man and, and like um that's like a what's that phrase first world problem okay like yeah maybe you were not having a good day and screw that guy but why not let it roll off your back why do you have to take that around with you for the rest of the day that that some random guy didn't like that you were frowning who cares you ever been told have you ever been told to wipe the smirk off your face because i have and so has the covington kids yeah true so I told that though yeah, no one was telling him to smile. They were saying, stop smiling. Stop smiling. So, uh, you know, guys, we got our own thing. We just don't complain about it. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, speaking of the smiling, that 
goes right into point number 36, street harassment. You're less likely to be the target of street harassment. The majority of women have experienced street harassment in their lives. And most of the men who do, who do are queer or gender nonconforming. So I guess they're including like catcalling here or anything like that into street harassment. Maybe, maybe. Um, okay. Again, I mean, occasionally maybe that happens. It happens, but it's like, it doesn't, I don't, I don't, I guess my issue when people talk about male privilege and female privilege, I was trying to think about this before we did the show. I don't, it's not really important to me anymore. It used to be when I was in that belief system and I believed in it, like this is a major tenet of this ideology and it's very important and it's not important. You, some people choose to make it important and then they choose to see the whole world this way, but they're making that choice. Again, it's cherry picking, right? It's cherry picking. It, it, less likely to be the target of street harassment okay women you're less likely to be the target of home nagging <laughs> no privilege you're gonna get called a sexist if you haven't already by the end of this episode i don't, I don't give a shit i'm tired of this cherry picking shit about like here's stuff we don't like about being a female there's lots of shit i don't like about being a female try the fucking draft fuck you grow up <laughs> You get, so you get cat calls. Someone thinks you have nice legs when you're walking down the street in New York. <laughs> God. This makes no me other people think you're hysterical. You're, um, you're enforcing the ter- they're enforcing every bad stereotype about women in this article. Yes. And it pisses me off because my wife is not like this. She's not a hysterical snowflake. No. No. And that's that's they they basically that this belief system turns women into hysterical snowflakes and it turns them into hypocrites because if they're not getting male attention, they're upset. But when they get male attention, attention, then they vocalize how upset they are. It's like that Ashley Judd video from the airport. We should take a second and play that video. It's hilarious. What is that? Oh my gosh. Let me send it to you. Hold on. All right. Uh, She's in the airport and she goes through security and then she pulls out her camera and starts talking because she's all upset because the guy called her sweetheart and she's she's got her camera phone up to her face and she's like i and then i said to him i am not your sweetheart (laughs) she's all upset about it as if and then she starts talking about how this is this is you know what women have to deal with she's sort of using it as an example of uh living in a patriarchy and what it's like for women and uh there were some hilarious there a man holding the door for her while she's on her phone bitching so that she can (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I feel bad for her a little because she's just it's clearly sees herself as a perpetual victim. But um, but it was really funny. It's just I know, Ken, Kenny thinks I need to take a chill pill. I don't know. I'm actually not. I was just getting excited. I'm not actually that excited about this. It's OK. I'm just <laughs> it's just bad because it's like I, I there's women in my life who are not like this. And this this perpetuates the stereotype that women are can't handle anything. You like, can't, literally handle, can't handle. You can't handle a fucking thing. There's 167 things you can't handle, according to this article, which is just offensive. Yeah, it is, and it and it's also. So when I was in SJW, you're kind of taught to um, if a guy pays you a compliment, you're you're sort of you're you're taught to like. Uh, not be gracious about it, to view it as some kind of imposition. Like if a man offers to help put your luggage up, right? On the, on the airplane, 
Oh, you're mad. You're, you can give me mad. You're supposed that. to be like, I've got it, you know, or like, I don't need you to hold the door, like that kind of thing. And right. if a guy pays you a compliment, it's kind of like, you know, people people get offended. But look at the stats. Remember those stats we talked about where millennial guys, what is it, 30% of millennial men, or maybe is it more than that, uh, think that asking a woman out for a drink is sexual harassment. <laughs> well, how are they ever even get oh, dates? I, I don't remember. They're that not one. even allowed to ask you out for a date. Like that's considered <laughs> harassment, really? That's, but that's so, why we need apps like Tinder so they can, there's a level of interaction. They can press a button and like, I didn't ask <laughs> anything. I just did a button. Yeah. So, uh, so there, anyway, on the other side of it, not being an SJW anymore, it's different learning how to just be gracious. And it doesn't mean to owe a guy something for a compliment, but just say, thank you. Like what's wrong with just saying thank you and moving on. Should I, I play know. this whole video? You just sent me this video of uh, what's Ashley Judd. Ask people in the comments. They may not want to see it. I just think it's funny. <laughs> Do you guys want to see this Ashley Judd video? <laughs> it's like two minutes long. Yeah. Let, let's while they're while they're deciding our fate uh, with respect to Ashley Judd. Let's move on to gendered harassment and violence. We're in there. What else, anything else in the gendered harassment and violence section? Yeah, let's see. Okay. Um. um hmm. You can turn down a date without worrying about being verbally attacked, physically assaulted, or even killed. Yeah. There's, there's a you can also get divorced without losing half your shit. Yeah. If you're a woman. There's, okay, but let me. there's truth to this. You can turn down a date without worrying about being verbally attacked, physically assaulted, or even killed. There's truth to this. Sure. What I'm hearing you say is that there's also truth to other things that are not here that, yes, like getting divorced and keeping custody of your kids and... Oh, or if you get, look, if you get into physical altercations, if you get into a domestic dispute, you can, it's easier for you to call the cops and, and have them believe you that, that you were the one being abused and have the guy taken away to jail, you know? Actually, yeah, that's <laughs> one, Carrie, because uh, I don't have the stat up, um, with, with me. I, I would have the, the actual source, but I think, I think actually domestic abuse is equal between like genders it just doesn't they don't report or believe the other way around no one cares when well, a guy gets beat by his wife everyone's like you're just a wimp shut up and take it um but the so, other way around is viewed as a big deal so the study that i've there's one study i've heard of i don't think i read it myself i, I heard the stat that women actually more often are more likely to physically assault men they're more likely to commit domestic abuse they do it more often it's just that when men do it to women, it's has it's much greater um, reper much greater damage done, much greater repercussions when a man hits a woman because men are stronger and men, and and I think what you're what you're saying is that men are less likely to re report domestic abuse and just anecdotally taken seriously. If the cops show up, they're like, really, buddy? Right. So just anecdotally, I know that to be true, and I've seen that happen, and both being less likely to report it and less likely to be believed and then there are i don't know if you guys have seen the um the documentary by casey j who used to be kind of a feminist in the sjw style feminism and she did this documentary called the red pill where she started she was looking at the uh, men, men's rights movement and um and she kind of changed her it opened her eyes to some things she wasn't aware of and one of those things is that there aren't the same resources for men who are abused there aren't as many you know, there's women shelters for abuse. There aren't as many that are open for men, unless you're a man. Almost who, none. Right. Unless you're a man who says you're a woman, then you can go to the, the women's. But anyway. Um, okay. 
That movie's great. Um, you can drink in a bar alone unbothered. Yeah. Also, if you want a date and you're alone in a bar, you have to bother people, which is really awkward. No one, right. no woman's going to come up and talk to you. <laughs> generally. Yeah. It, it's again, there's a flip side to both of this. You're also more likely to get people buying drinks for you. Okay. Right. Like, <laughs> and I've said this before, but I'll say it again. You can turn 18 without worrying about ever being drafted. Yeah. You're right. less likely to experience intimate partner violence. I don't believe that one is true based on what we just talked about. Um, women more often, there is a taboo. There is a cultural taboo for good reason against men hitting women. And, but there's not that same taboo going the other way, the other way. And right. I know women, multiple women who've hit the men in their lives. <laughs> like it just, I don't know that many men who've done the, who, who've hit the women in their lives, but when they do, it yes, it's much more devastating. I just want to be clear in the beautiful, totally valid, separate culture and religion that is Islam. Uh, it's totally okay to hit your wife, and we should accept that. Yeah. Oh, and somebody somebody in the comments pointed out, and I think I think I think I recall that this is true. I think I've read this stat somewhere that lesbian couples have experienced the most domestic violence and gay male I couples. Think I vaguely Please. remember that also. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Um, yeah. All right, let's see. What else we got? Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, wanna, let's move on because this is – Okay. There's a lot still. We're only at – even if we move to health and body, we're still only at 55. we got a lot to go. Okay. Um. You can age naturally without being judged for letting yourself go. Where's that? Blah, blah, blah. The first one, 55. But again, this is the flip side of the idea that like you get value and status for doing absolutely nothing but being young. So, Yes, the flip side of that is when you're young as a woman, you, you are given right. more status and more attention than um, usually than men your age or guys your age. Um, but it's true. It does. I mean, this is, this is one of those things that's kind of a statement of fact, again, it's descriptive, but right. that's just, that's the way, I don't know. It's the nature. It's like, it's like, um, okay. It would be like, so in bird species, often the male is the most, um, attractive. The male is very colorful and he's trying in to, most species, I think that's true. Right. right. The male is trying to attract a mate and He's building a nest and he's showing the female that he's got, he's got a great, he's singing, he's got a beautiful song. I've got the best song and I've got the best nest and I'm trying to, and I'm the most flamboyantly colored and pay attention to me. Right. And that would be like writing a list and being like, you know, and the male birds, you're the, you get the most color. And yeah, I, that's the way, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> but you know what I like about that uh, analogy, Carrie? What? Is we can point out something. To have brighter colors and be loud in the jungle also makes you more likely to get eaten. It's risky to yeah. be a male. It's riskier. So yeah, they get the they get the colors and they get the risk. And all of these things have trade-offs. That's I mean, this is just everything here has a trade-off with the nature of of how men and women are. So if you're a young woman, think about it this way. 
you got a your in terms of sexual market value, you've got a, a bank account with a big balance that's going to be going down faster than your male peers whose bank account is going to go up a little bit for a while and then start going down slowly. So, you know, spend that money finding a stable relationship. Because if you wait until you're 50, you're less likely to find someone who's wants to be with you. Mm-hmm. But you'll but it's easier to stay with someone. Okay. Right. Uh, there's a couple here about pressure to be thin. I think I think that this is something that's changed in the past 20 years as well. I think I think there's pretty equal societal, you know, pressure to be um, to be fit and to be. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Uh, you are you aren't expected to eat less with ideas of being ladylike included dainty. I don't. Is this 1950s? Like I don't know anyone who's like. Oh, you eat too much for a woman. I eat a lot. It was, I've never, I've never been out. With, was that people will remark on it like it's funny, but not like, oh, you're not ladylike, because you. Uh, you and your. I I just like that they used the phrase dainty portions. Dainty portions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you and your dainty um, portions. Okay. While well, medical research often ignores women, is that true? I don't mm-hmm. think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. I, I I haven't clicked on that link, but. Dollars to donuts. That link is uh, bullshit. You know, the fat thing, I, I can I just make a comment on the fat thing? Yeah. The fat thing is a new, like relative to human history, the fat thing is a new thing that we're dealing with because we didn't have enough food to be fat for most We've of We've never been this fat before. <laughs> right. So suddenly we're fat and we're like struggling with like, actually, because there was a time, right, when being fat was a sign of wealth and it was like, oh, being pudgy meant you were part of the aristocracy and that's great. But like, we've kind of figured out as a society that actually fat's not attractive, uh, contrary to Sports Illustrated and, and uh, SJWs generally, fat's actually not healthy and not attractive. And maybe we shouldn't just eat as much as as we want. But that that's a new phenomenon that we're having to deal with at society, in society. So this weird of like, hey, we should have pressure to be thin. It's like, yeah, kind of. But that's just because we're struggling with what the hell it is to have too much food. That's That's a new thing. Yeah. I like the and, word dainty too, Carrie. Oh, oh, because like somebody, oh, I'm not talking about you. Oh. I said somebody in the comments said, is dainty the new moist? No, moist no. is a horrible word. I just don't like I don't it. mind the word moist, but I get that a lot of people hate it. So. Uh, but I love the word dainty. <laughs> <laughs> dainty, I feel like needs to be said with a Southern accent. Um, uh, okay, let's move on. This is just, this list is just silly, guys. I mean, but people take this stuff seriously and they get all riled up about this stuff. And I don't. I feel like they're in their a prison of their own making because they they view all of this as as it it limits what you think you can do, you know? When you walk into a room and you're carrying all this stuff with you about living in a patriarchy and being so oppressed and oh, I got to you know, there's men here and they must be objectifying me and they must be you're just walking in with all this baggage and you're not able to focus on what you're in that room for in the first place, you know? You know, Pete makes an interesting point in the chat here, Carrie. <laughs> Like women judge themselves about things that guys don't even notice. Yeah. <laughs> women do generally like often they're dressing for other women. Yes, they're not because they God, like, I mean, everyone who's any guy who's been in a relationship knows this, right? Your, your woman would be like, what, what about this lipstick? What about this thing? What about that? It's like, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. We don't care, but her girlfriends care uh, very much. Um, and I just want to clarify number 66. Uh, it says that men can show their nipples in public. You may as well women. Uh, I hereby give you permission to show your nipples in public. 
So. Okay. Whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, number you don't like that one. That's fine. Number That's 63. fine. You don't have to like it. Number 63. Quit talking over me. That's we go back to number eight or whatever it was about talking over. Okay. No, no, no. I'm identifying as female. <laughs> <laughs> number 63 if you're cisgender again with the cisgender thing you uh, here i'm going to encourage you guys to do something don't use their words please don't use their sw magic words that's stuff they've made up um th this is an attempt to the way they work this in like that's just a normal word to say no um the the media okay okay well actually before we do the media number 68 i have a weird comment about this one carter you can sweat naturally without being shamed or judged. And the media shows people of your gender sweating from physical activity a lot more often, maybe more often, but I see just as many, you know, commercials and stuff for women's athletic gear where you see women sweating. And, um, but here's, here's my, my question about this one. Why is it that it is, it is really hard to find. So, you know, the, um, the deodorant that also has an antiperspirant that stops you from sweating and the antiperspirant is has like aluminum in it, and and when I I decided to stop putting that on my body, I didn't want the aluminum anymore. It's really hard to find, or much harder to find, female deodorant without the antiperspirant. There's a lot more options for men who want the aluminum-free, just the deodorant, not the antiperspirant. So I don't know. That's your what a horrible privilege <laughs> that you hold over me. <laughs> well, I mean, I I would say. Uh... If enough women want that, there will be more options. Yeah, women stop using the aluminum stuff, right? I mean, <laughs> so we yeah, can get some more options. Again, that's just the free market. That's just how that works. Like, it's like complaining about you're privileged because we don't want this thing as much as you do on average. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so start wanting it more and people will make it. Right. Uh, well, that's like number 67. You're not judged for keeping your natural body hair. Ladies, if you don't want to be judged for it, then like change your behavior. I was at, I was at a, um, oh my gosh, I was at a feminist thing. It was called, a, this was in LA. It was a huge room. It was m almost entirely women. It was called lady, um, lady something. It was lady music or something. Anyway, it was a bunch of female bands. And then there were some feminist authors there, some of these third wave feminist authors, they're promoting their books. And I think maybe it was lady party or something. And this one feminist got on stage and was trying to show something by dividing people into groups. And she's like, imagine an imaginary line down the middle of the, of this room. Now, if you do X, I want you to come stand on this side. And if you do Y stand on this side, and she was calling out all these gendered things to try and visually show an example of how oppressed women are. Right. And so one of those things was she asked, um, if you get waxed, like regularly come like stand on this side. And if you don't stand on this side, so I'm in a room of full of feminists and I'm thinking, well, they don't, they're like me, they don't shave. Right. I'm like, so I go over, <laughs> but all the feminists went over to the waxing side. <laughs> it's like me and this really butch woman standing there like, yeah, <laughs> like, this is so I'm like feminists if you don't want to even feel pressured to like shave your body hair then stop shaving it it's up to you that's a personal decision be empowered right like quit whining about like oh society patriarchy makes me shave if you don't want to shave don't shave like whatever right. yeah. <laughs> okay and and actually I think in Europe women don't shave their legs as much right my understanding yeah correct um all right okay 
The media. The me- this should be a fun one. Oh, gosh. Okay, number 69 is totally wrong now. They're, again, they're living in the past. You get to have your gender represented in the media as strong without writers going out of their way to have a strong female character as a unique take. Uh, so th- that's not true anymore. Look at all the superheroes they're turning into women. Like they're just, now it's almost, um, uh, the opposite. it's the opposite. And is this where that Mary Sue th- thing comes in that you talked about? Yeah. So this is the, I haven't seen the latest star Wars, but um, let me, can, can I comment on this? Cause I, when I was in my early 20, I don't know, early twenties, I guess, um, I was all about like a lot of guys, probably I was into martial arts and I was all about like the sexy martial artist woman character and like kicking ass. Right. And, you know, part of me knew that a 120 pound woman or a hundred pound woman is not going to beat up a 250 pound guy very easily. But um, still it was like, okay, it was, it was hot. It was cool. And I felt like it was different. It was like, Oh, she's a strong woman. That's, that's sexy. Now I'm, I like, won't see, I, I won't see those movies. I hate those movies are such a turnoff because it's just, they're just eye rolls. They're all Mary Sue's. They're all like Ray in star Wars where it's like, I've done no studying, no work, like never done any of this before. I pick up a lightsaber and I'm better than the guy who spent his entire life training with a master focusing on this. Yes. I, everything I do. And even, li- even little movies like, um, uh, even like in frozen, right. The, the guy who is out cutting ice for a living through the wood, like going through the woods with his, um, moose or whatever it was. He didn't have like some animal. I don't remember what it was. And, uh, <laughs> like, and maybe it was his horse. I don't remember. Yeah. You know, do- Something like that. She, you know, Here's this princess who's literally like never done anything. She's like every every scene that you've seen beforehand, she's like talking about chocolate or silly thing. Like not never like dealt with anything real. There's some problem with wolves and who takes the reins and is able to expertly guide the sled away from danger and handle everything. The stupid little princess who's never done anything like that in her entire life. Not the man who's an expert. Right. It, it, so ridiculous and and by the way i think it's horrible for for little girls to see because they are going to assume that women can just magically do everything better all the time without putting in the work and it's not going to be hard and the fact is no one can do that yeah no one actually it's a a farce you have this in common with um dr jordan peterson because he's talked about how a lot of the older disney movies are teaching um, it's like some of the oldest stories, the the oldest uh, archetypes and stories, and they're just uh, they're they're they a lot of them have really good lessons in them. But then Frozen is this is the opposite. Frozen is is sort of engineered backwards. It's an SJW thing where they're like, here's what we want to teach. Now let's write the story backwards. So we right. want to show that a little girl can do anything without any practice or effort or whatever, right. but they kind of go back. Yeah. And, it, and it's again, one of those stupid female vanity things. I mean, I don't want to pick on the movie frozen, but like at the, at the beginning, she's about to, like, they don't have parents. This, this, she's about to be, uh, the one is about to go through her coronation or whatever. She's about to be made in charge of everything. And she appears to have never studied politics or anything. Like there's no, the, her entire obsession is like, well, what's the party going to be like? 
It's like, aren't you about to rule a fucking country? Do you have no responsibility, you little snot? <laughs> You're so funny. What is wrong with you? And that's, oh, we should listen to her because she's been, it's like, it's ridiculous. They don't show people, they don't show that women have to work hard at things just like guys. There's no Rocky movie for women. Yeah. It's all Ray. They, they're already, yeah. So my friend, uh, Gus, if you're watching Gus, I'm probably going to mangle this because I'm trying to remember what you were telling me about. So Gus is the one who introduced me to the concept of Mary Sue's, right? And he was telling me about um, this new trailer for this new Batman movie where Batman's a woman now. And he's, oh, really? And he, he was so upset. He's like, yeah. They So basically she finds Batman's suit and stuff and she becomes Batman. And there's this one scene where um, she says something like, uh, you know, there's always a man taking credit for women's work. And he's like, you are literally taking credit for a man's work. You are literally right. taking Batman's, <laughs> all of Batman's, <laughs> everything that you literally stole his suit. <laughs> you literally took his suit and are taking credit for being Batman. <laughs> And then you have the nerve to say that men take credit for women's stuff. He was really, he was really bothered by it. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I think people are starting to see through it because like now when there are those kind of movies, I'm not even interested anymore. It's just like, who wants to see another chick who weighs a hundred pounds and is hot, wield a sword and run around and beat up 300 pound guys who are martial art experts, you know, 15, 20 of them at a time when the plot line is she's never done anything like that. It's just like, you know, it's yeah. just stupid. It's stupid. Well, but like I said before, you'll never go broke appealing to female vanity. So, yeah. well, so in the, in the chat, German says there are plenty of strong females in media and literature that are not hand-fisted in a patronizing way. That's true. Yes. I, wish we, yes. I wish we could go back to that. Now it's just every single superhero has to be a woman and it just it. And, and they don't, they don't, like you said, they don't, um, show the development of how they become this character. It's just like, oh, now now Batman's woman. Right, and actually this, so someone mentioned, uh, Andrew mentioned Ripley in Aliens. Ripley's a great example of a woman who had to go through a transformation, right? She was not badass at the beginning, Yes. right? She was scared like anyone would be. She was out of her element, right? <laughs> this all like, it happened eventually. And, and over the period of several movies, she gets to be more of a badass. Or like Carol in the Walking Dead TV version. Carol is, that, yeah, she's she starts off an abused, you know, woman, this dainty abused woman. And then she ends up becoming, you see, she's got a really interesting character arc, but by the end she becomes this real strong character. And sure. I like that. I like that much better than just. Even Terminator the- did it a little bit better. It's like Sarah Connor went through hell first. Then she was the Sarah Connor from Terminator 2. She didn't yes. just magically become that. She didn't magically become her. Yes. Um, okay. Let's go. We'll go back into the art. Yeah. People like Carol in the comments. I love Carol. Carol's my favorite. I guess uh, I should watch. All right. The media. We're we're back at the media. Sorry, we got stuck on number sixty nine. <laughs> um, okay. Let's see. What else is here? Bum, bum, bum. Uh, your gender. See now, all of these numbers here. This the, believing that this is a problem is why you're seeing all the woke stuff happening in entertainment now. Where um, I believe there's one award show. It might have been one of the British ones that where your film cannot be nominated now if it doesn't have a certain percentage of a diverse cast. <laughs> like there. Oh really? 
Yes. I need to find that article. It's one of the, I think it's the British one, but um, so anyway, yeah, your gender dominates influential media institutions, such as the Academy Award voting membership, which is 77% male. Women have far fewer media executive positions and are far less likely to be celebrated for success in categories such as best director. Why don't um, they, why is that the example? Why isn't it your gender dominates uh, coal mining crappy jobs and are less likely to die of lung cancer? Yeah, they're not going to say that. They're not going to say number 70, your gender dominates garbage collecting. Uh, your gender dominates construction work. Your and, gender commits suicide at a much higher rate. Right. Your gender makes up 99% of all occupational uh, uh, deaths. <laughs> like, right. Right. All deaths. I know, Andrew. I know I said stuck on 69. I, I like there was the, the teenager in me laughed at that also. Thank you for pointing it out. Um <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So 70, 71, are, are these all, are you lumping these together or what? Yeah. Okay. Again, writers of your gender are more likely to be published and have their book review. Uh, these things have changed. So there's been in the entertainment world, for example, I know I've mentioned this before, but yes, there's, there was this for a long time, there's this been, been this whole boys club um, feeling in, in, at least in my experience, but what's happened now is that it's gone the other way, like too far. They don't know how to just treat people as individuals. It's like, oh, there's a problem with guys promoting guys and these guys. So now we're just going to do women. It's much easier now. Your gender being a woman helps you now, right? Like it shouldn't yeah. help you or hurt you. It shouldn't be a help or hurt thing. No, and it's similar to what we talked about yesterday with respect to schools, just because Let's assume that you're that women are less likely to be published or have their book reviewed or whatever this number seventy two is. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean sexism. It doesn't even mean privilege. There might be reasons for it. It will be worth exploring, right? Mm -hmm. um, maybe they're submitting books that are not likely to. Maybe for whatever reason they aren't being taught how to anticipate books that would perform better, and so their people aren't. <laughs> Proving their books. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, we don't know the reasons, but that doesn't mean it's sexism. It doesn't mean that it's some kind of privilege. The thing I'll say about the boys club, I totally agree that there are boys clubs. Um, and I, I would also argue there are women's clubs in other sectors of society, but generally in any industry, there is, uh, a lot of industries are actually hard to break into. A lot of industries have trust built on relationships. Um, I would say tech less than something like Hollywood because uh, things are much more measurable. So if you invent something that's 50% faster, people will get over real quick that they don't like you socially because they want to use it. Um, but when things are less measurable, you do end up with, with things based on relationships. And sometimes those relationships are people of a particular gender. Sometimes they're not. A lot of times they're people who went to a certain school. Um, there's a, you know, just look at, you know, I mentioned Stanford the other day. Look at the number of startups that are, you know, they, they pick everyone from the Stanford community as much as they can. Everyone's Stanford, Stanford, Stanford. Oh, you went to Stanford? Come meet with me on my VC firm. We like Stanford because I went to Stanford. I was also a Mayfield fellow, blah, blah, blah. Like there's those kind of clubs exist and it doesn't, it's not male privilege, it's click privilege. It's, this is what happens when you're not part of the, the insular community and relationships matter. You got to break in. And 
Sometimes it's harder to break in than other times, but it's not necessarily male privilege because it does happen everywhere. But there's definitely, a, I don't, I want to be fair to my experience and to, I, just because I'm not an SJW anymore, I don't want to just knee jerk. Yeah, sure. I want to make sure I believe what I'm saying. And there, it, I definitely, there's definitely a male click in Hollywood. Yeah, it, I don't know about Hollywood. Yeah. I, I would agree. That's probably true. Yeah. Yes. There's probably also clicks based on, religion there's probably a jewish clique in hollywood right i'm sure um, yes so, there is yeah, um, but you know there's female cliques in pta right and in schools and what like there's female cliques in other industries in that industry there's male cliques um so all right what, what else do we have what else do we have here just a hundred more examples of your privilege carter <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm sure the rest of them will be very convincing. <laughs> All right, then let's move on. If there's a hundred more, can we go to the next section? Yeah. This is boring. This section's boring. Boring media. Da da da. Okay. Well, number 77 is just BS. Successful people of your gender who are athletes, actors, and other public figures are respected by the media for what they do, not just their appearance and clothes. That's BS. Are you saying there's no female athletes or actresses or any other public figures who are respected for what they do? What world do you live in? Well, let's hold on for just a sec. Actors, actors are respected for their appearances mostly, both genders. Actors yeah, but for the performance. Like Meryl Streep, people respect Meryl Streep because of what she does, because she's a great actress. It's not because of her appearance and clothes. I, yeah, in fact, Jodie Foster my favorite female actress. Jodie Foster, right. Like this person is living in a la-la land that doesn't exist. Like that's ridiculous. I, I assume this person likes Hillary Clinton. Are they saying people who like Hillary Clinton like her because of her appearance and clothes? I don't think so. <laughs> she, she dresses like... Yes, that must be it, Carrie. <laughs> i mean i don't think this person believes what they're saying Again, no they don't they you don't say what you believe and believe and what the you say thing goes back to what we said about sexual market value earlier like yes there's a different standard for men and women fine the athletes thing i mean it's hard to tell i mean i think martina navratilova was not respected for her looks i think it was her performance it's for now, her men's, performance yeah, men's athlete men's athletics are more popular so you're gonna have more men that are um, respected for their athletic abilities because men are better at sports. Look, look at women's gymnastics. Look at uh, tennis. Look oh, at yeah. uh, Serena Williams. Nobody's nobody's idolizing these these women who excel in these sports because of the, with the way they look and their clothes. They were they're idolizing them because they are the best at what they do. Just like right. this. That's just a ridiculous one. The other one that is kind of interesting to me is number seventy-eight. You can easily enjoy sports with athletes of your gender, as men's sports get more airtime and promotion than women's sports. Well, guess what, SJWs? You guys are dismantling what bit of women's sports does exist because you're allowing men to now compete in women's sports. So you can't simultaneously, I mean, you can, but you're a massive hypocrite. You're simultaneously complaining that women's sports don't get airtime and promotion and it's not as easy, but then you're destroying women's sports. So, which is women's it? Women's sports are not going to get airtime and promotion. They're not as good. I'm sorry. Own up. They're not as good. That's why well, they don't in promotion so physically the one sport the only sport that i know of in which women 
on average, but I'm talking of you, it's physically the only sport that I know of in which women have a physical advantage. There's only one I know of, and correct me if I'm wrong, and that's long distance swimming. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one I've heard, long distance swimming. And guess how popular and fun it is to watch long distance swimming. <laughs> Christ, I mean, About, if they look, had only an advantage at basketball, they would be set. <laughs> Everyone would watch women's basketball, but it's long distance swimming. So long distance. You get what you get. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's move on. Okay. By the way, there's a lot of male strippers who are really pissed off right now that they don't get the recognition that female strippers do. And I was going to say, I was thinking of that example I gave earlier about the strip club with male strippers for women that went under. <laughs> like, like who would have thought the person who opened that should also open a uh, women's long distance swimming television channel. <laughs> yes. 24 seven women's all long distance swimming. I've, I've, for my, Germany. Right. For my second business plan. Women's long distance swimming. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, um, okay. Number 79. This is again, this is again, a, one that I don't get because Okay, branding and advertisements don't put limits on your potential from the time your child sending messages that your gender isn't smart or that you need a husband. So they've tried, this isn't, they, they, they're living 20 years ago, 30, 40 years ago again, because now it's the opposite. They reverse engineer it. In fact, in fact, I mean, I can't tell you the number of just walking through a target and all the female like empowering and women are the best and all the shirts are, it's just this, over the top, you know, women can do anything. And, um, and then, and then there's shirts for little boys that say, um, uh, gosh, there's that one that says boys will be boys and it's crossed out and says boys will be good humans. That's, uh -huh. can you imagine putting that on your little boy? Well, like, good humans, synonym for boys. So I'm okay with it. Um, okay with it, but they're trying to say boys are not. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, the other thing I just, this actually, so actually I will say there, there is an unfair advantage that little boys have, and that is they are not told that you are smart and can do anything automatically. They are told, mm, I don't know, you want to be an astronaut, you better work your ass off, kid. Uh, they're not told the world owes you anything. You can be, you can do anything just because you're a boy boy power that's not a thing so they're actually going to turn out better uh because they're gonna have to work and the whole need a husband thing yeah we don't say that anymore but also we kind of should in the sense of like if you want children you should have it with you should have a child with another person because two family two parent families are better for the kids and you should find stability like that's just that's not like it's not like you need a husband to be complete it's that we all know that very likely, on average, you will probably want children because that's how your biology works and probably would it be easier if you thought about that sooner rather than later. That's all it is. It's just good advice. And that uh, doesn't, again, that's averages. Not every woman's going to want kids. Um, so some people in the comment are saying that women's tennis, women's volleyball are fun to watch. They are. I enjoy, you know. Yeah. I also like watching the gymnastics and, yeah. I like watching the the women's gymnastics too. What what did you say? I was making a misogynistic comment intentionally to be funny. It's okay. I'll be quiet. 
Do it again. What did you say? No, I just, uh, women's volleyball is good because they're scantily clad. Like that's why we like watching them. And that's why guys watch women's volleyball. Do you believe that to be true? Uh, it's part of the reason probably. Probably part of the reason. It's not like I do enjoy watching like gymnastics and that's not a reason for it. It's just amazing. Like female it's gymnastics amazing. can be incredible, right? Um, but for stuff like volleyball, I don't think volleyball is that exciting, but it's like a bunch of women in bikinis on the beach on ESPN. Like, oh, all right. Watch that for a little while. <sighs> okay. All right. Uh, going back. Are we up politics and law yet? Or are we still stuck in uh, whatever we are, the media? We need, to, we need to move on down because I got to leave soon. Let's see. All right, let's do politics. Let's do politics and law. Uh, you can, by the way, you can use the internet without being harassed. That's BS. There's tons of men who are harassed online. <laughs> you can use the internet without being harassed? That's just oh. total nonsense. Hold on. I'm going to screenshot this so I can just tweet it next time I'm harassed. <laughs> I was promised. Excuse me. I was promised this privilege. <laughs> In fact, everyday feminism promised me that I could use the internet without being harassed. <laughs> you could be an online gamer without being harassed, threatened, and demeaned. Are you kidding me? Have they ever played? Have they ever done any uh, uh, MMORPG? Have they ever done anything like that with the headsets where you're talking to the straight? There's all the guys do is trash talk each other. Yeah, it's <laughs> funny. Like it's like there's a group of guys who trash talk each other. A female, a feminist inserts herself into the group and then goes, ah, they're trash talking me, misogyny, and leaves. (laughs) (laughs) All right, bitch. In Uh, online gaming, you can play characters of your gender that aren't hypersexualized. Why do they, why do they want, yeah, they, and by the way, they are, the male characters are just beefy. No, they're not. Like, guys in those video games have, like, biceps the size of my thigh. What do you mean they're not sexualized? Yeah. That's a lie. Um, okay, let's scroll down. We got to get to politics. We at least have to hit a couple of those. Politics and law. Okay. We'll hit a couple in each one. We can do it. Okay. Pol- this you, uh, start, you start with number 89 because I know you're going to have something to say about that. Uh, let's see. 89. If a person of your gender isn't elected to public office, it's not because of their gender. You know what? That's true for everyone. Exactly. Uh, although, actually, I think people, we know that looks play a role and um, in elections and so, and women are generally regarded as better looking. So actually women probably have a higher chance of being elected than men, um, all things being equal, I would guess. But especially like a semi-attractive, like, you know, I mean, what does Elon Omar have going for her? Uh, she's she's woke, she's woke. Kind of. I mean, yeah, and they, and they vote, they actually vote and I told you, I confess to this when I was in SJW, they vote according to their ideology in terms of all these identity groups. So that's why I can't remember if I voted for Kamala Harris or not, because she was running against a Latino woman. And I can't remember how I ranked them hi- hierarchically, but whoever I felt was most oppressed at the time is the one I voted for. By the way, someone points out, ask Trump if he gets harassed. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And I, Carrie, I know this is a non sequitur, but I want to mention it because someone just brought it up and it is a big deal. Uh, did you see that someone showed up at Tim Pool's house last night? Yeah. Yeah. Talk crazy. about harassment. Somebody, yeah. some crazy leftist probably showed up at Tim Pool's house at 4 a.m. trying to break into his house. 
Um, well, you know what I'll do? Is there a is there a privilege thing that says he can be at home sleeping without being harassed? Because if so, I'll just send it to him and everything will be fine. I think you're fine. He can post it on the front door. Just um, why, did, why didn't you use your male privilege, Tim? <laughs> Activate uh, okay. male privilege. Let's okay. do another one from politics. Um, a political candidate of your gender doesn't have to face media screen to that reinforces gendered stereotypes of not being suited for leadership. I mean, I don't, I just don't think that's. Because anytime they say anything, they assume it's a gender stereotype. It's like, oh, I don't think she's good for leadership. That's because you're sexist. Yeah, it's the same with race. They basically want to create a a situation where you can't criticize someone if they check off any marginalized box. Because even when somebody, like if you criticize a woman, then it's, it's because of sexism. If you criticize a black person, it's because of racism. Like they automatically go there to make it. It's like Teflon, like you're not allowed. Oh, sorry, my doggy. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, it's the mailman. It's the mailman. You go ahead, Carl. We're used to the mailman. It's fine. Let's look. Let's look at another one here. Uh, by the way, I should just post this link in the chat so people can. I don't know why we didn't do this earlier. This is what we're looking at, by the way, everyone. I just posted it in chat. Um, so I'm down at number what ninety two or so. Um, <sighs> Political leaders of your gender aren't judged for not demonstrating ladylike behavior. I've never seen any. I don't. I don't know what that is. Um, you know, have pol- politicians primarily of another gender making laws to control your gender's bodies. This is just one. Like, true, true. Uh, but everything. Oops. Everything's not about gender. So I certainly have plenty of politicians making laws that control my wallet. And <laughs> I don't like them. Uh, they're more lawmaker. This is again. This is just all, Carrie. This is this this section is all about intersectional representation. This is all about like, oh, your group is more represented than our group. Therefore, that's privilege. All of these are that. Right, that and they never ask. They never ask. We've talked about this before, but they always assume that the reason that the, that the only variable that the only reason for any difference is sexism they don't they don't ever it they don't ever attribute it to differences in interest or any number of other things it's just they don't uh, look for other dif- reasons at yeah, all they don't look for other reasons yeah number 100 you can have strong political opinions without people calling you a feminazi or judging you for being opinionated now feminazi is a term from literally like 20 years ago so okay yeah, again, uh, this person's living in a different decade. And by the way, that's not what I get called. I I have stronger, I voice myself more confidently now, my opinions, and they are, I make sure they are my opinions and I'm not speaking other people's opinions. And I do so um, more often and with more confidence and 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 uh, sometimes with what people said I'm aggressive even. Um, in a way I didn't do when I was in SJW. And I've never been called a feminazi but I've been called a Nazi. <laughs> I was going to say, I was hoping you went there. I was like, you can just drop the FEMA part because yeah, yeah, you can anything that's not social justice, you get called a Nazi. I've been called so. internally misogynist. Uh, I've been called, yeah, any of any alt-right, alt-right, which I'm not a troll, red pill, blah, blah, blah. And guess who calls me names? The kind of people who write articles like this. <laughs> yes yeah and also one some one of this is funny uh 
people won't call you a feminazi or judge you for being opinionated. That's not an insult. Why are you like, oh, we get judged for being opinionated. Yeah, you should say thank you. I don't understand. Like, that's not an insult. People yeah. call you opinionated. I'm like, oh, okay. Kenny says, who hasn't been called a Nazi these days? True. Yeah, everyone. True. But they called- it is true that only women can be called feminazis, in fairness. Um, they've called Charles Barkley a white supremacist, okay? I think that the bar, <laughs> the bar is pretty low now for being a white supremacist. <laughs> I didn't know Charles he was Barkley, called a white supremacist. And they, they called him a black white supremacist, and they've called uh, Bernie Sanders a white supremacist. Oh, well. By the way, you see Bernie Sanders' uh, boxing video the other day. It's, it's astonishing. No. Uh, okay. Workplace and economy. Uh, let's see. <sighs> You're not insulted for going against your gender's nature, for choosing to have a career but not children. Um, women aren't insulted for that. In fact, women are too often insulted for going with their gender's nature and having children. Yes. In my experience, that's true. I think and this- by the way, if you're Mr. Mom, you are kind of insulted a little bit. If you're a stay-at-home dad, people are like, oh, I guess. Uh, oh, you're totally true. insulted. Yeah. And actually, well, this is like what Laura said in the chat. This, What is this, 1955? Who? When did you write this? <laughs> All right. <sighs> um, All right. <sighs> you're paid more for your work. That's a blatant lie. On average, white women earn 78 cents. So, okay. Here's the thing about the wage gap, and we should do a whole video about the wage gap. Let's do a whole deprogrammed on it. Because I thought we lots. had. We haven't? No, we haven't. But it is a lie that when you account for um, what they do when they give you that number about women being paid less is they put in all women and all men working. They don't account for whether the people are working part-time or full-time. If you take out the women who are working part-time, that's that, that's important. You should take out the women working part. You should compare apples to apples instead of apples to oranges. They don't include, the, um, they don't, they don't acknowledge the fact that a lot of the women they include in those numbers took like a lot amount of time off from their career, from the workforce to be moms. And so they're coming back into the workforce without having spent all that time building up the resume and building up the steps they need to make more. And so if you actually, if you isolate, if you look at like men and women, single men and women who have not, who don't have kids and who haven't taken time off, who enter the workforce at the same time and have been doing what they do. Women make more. They will not tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I don't know if you recall, but recently Google wanted to make sure that they were fixing their wage gap problem. So they did a, a deep dive and it resulted in them having to increase the salaries of a bunch of guys. Of the men. Yeah, they did a deep so. dive and they found out the exact opposite was true, that they were paying the women more. And there's that great, uh, I think it was Glamour. Was it Glamour? Uh, we can put a link later. But there, there was that great video where um, maybe it was Elle. Some women's magazine did a video where they had, um, they were going to do a video on the wage gap. And they had the white guy and they had a black woman and they did the same job at different companies. Yes. And they had a whole discussion about how not only do women get paid less than men, but black women get paid less than, than uh, white women. And it was this whole thing. And then they revealed their salaries and she was making like $20,000 more than him. <laughs> 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 but kudos for them. They still put the video up. I was like, oh, it, 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 and, then, and then the guy had to sit there and listen to her to conti- continue to lecture him about the wage gap after they just revealed that she makes a lot more than him. Well, but he was a he was a woke soy boy, so he agreed with her and like you know asked if yeah. he could wash her feet with his tongue or whatever it was he was doing. Like, um, yeah. 
Okay, just so you know, Carter, I have like five more minutes and then I have to go. All right, well, let's pick a couple more. Okay. Let's pick a couple more. Uh, um, by the way, the number 110 has been proved false in Australia. If you have a man's name on your resume, you're more likely to get an interview for a more prestigious job than if you had a woman's name. So in Australia, they did this thing. I'll try and find the study, but they, they did this thing where they were like, take the names off the resumes because women are, women are not being selected as often as men because they have female names. And what they actually found is when they took the names off the resumes, the men got invited more often to interview than the women did. (laughs) (laughs) Put the names back on guys. Put the names back on. Well, look, the truth is, and this is anyone who hires knows this for at least a decade in Silicon Valley, at least. I mean, it's been, you go out of your way to try and get women and minorities because there's a lot of pressure to have women and minorities in the workforce, even, and it's sometimes it's really hard to find a woman or minority to fill a job, but you know, all right. So (sighs) how about we spend the last five minutes in the chat or like what, anything you guys want to, Oh, I see. Yes. People want. So if they tell us, I will do it. Is, is Jean-Pierre being serious? He's telling you MGTOW. Do the rest of the show without you, which I could. If you leave, that's fine. Yeah, you can. MGTOW is ridiculous. Men going their own way. Look, I understand. I understand why that's a thing now, but I think it's an unhealthy thing. And I think it is just as bad as basic. So men going their own way is this like men who have decided that they're just going to give up on women and they're not going to interact with women or have relationships with women. And, but what they're doing is they're judging an entire group of people on the basis of sex and on the basis of some negative interactions they've had with women. And that's collectivism. It's just as bad as. Yeah. I, 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 I have a little more sympathy. for. Oh, well, it's a joke yeah. lighting up. Well, Hey, I didn't know it's a joke, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you got to make I, it funny. I, I, I knew it was a joke. But I still have a little bit more sympathy for the MGTOW movement, just because a lot of the MGTOW, what they've done, a lot of them have seen, like they saw their dad get destroyed by a divorce. And they're just like, I'm never getting married and having kids because I don't want to risk it. I, I can't trust. And I, and I get it is collectivist to say, like, I can't trust women. But they're also just concerned that the laws are, are against them. Um, so you've got the entire legal apparatus of the United States against you if you get married as a man. So, I, well, I agree, actually. I have, I have sympathy for them, too. That's why I said I understand it. I just want to yeah. be clear that I don't think it's healthy. But I, there are lots of things you can understand and not think is a good thing. But we're at a place where people don't try to understand anymore. That's part of the problem. They don't, yeah. don't want to understand why things are happening or why a phenomenon is, is a phenomenon. Or they don't want to understand mass shootings, for example. They don't want to understand. Yep. But yep. Anyway. All right. Um Childhood and education. You get okay, a high I've, amount of quality of attention. I've got to run. So I'm going to say goodbye, but you guys continue on in the chat and continue uh-huh. with the video. Uh, well, I'll just do a few more because yeah. I know that it's, it's boring without you, Carrie. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Have put a good your hat day on. Or... Okay. No, I'll, I'll put, put my your hat, hat on. on. <laughs> the hat comes yeah. on. You should wear the hat with, with, with me. We should wear hats together. Okay. Bye, guys. It was very fun. Thanks for joining us for Deprogrammed, and um, I'll talk to you later. Don't hey remind people of book club. That's your thing. Uh, book club September fifteenth. Now we moved it. All right. Thank you, Carrie. We'll just do a couple more because I don't want to stay. I don't want to stay by myself for too long. Um, this, but one forty seven is. Oh, I'll share my screen actually. 
since Carrie's not here, I will share the screen. So um, 147 is you get a higher amount and quality of attention from teachers, like more substantive feedback that improves your learning. Um, I, I haven't clicked on this link, but that's counter, that runs counter to the, all the understanding that I have about here. They've done a lot of studies that especially uh, elementary school teachers view boys as broken girls and they get a lot more discipline and they get, they score lower on grades. And so this is just, that's just not true. The, uh, if, if you actually do the experiment Carrie was talking about where they uh, remove the names, um, it, that's when you learn that teachers actually grade boys more harshly. So this is, uh, that's just one that's not true. Here, let's, I'll look back in the chat and see if there's any other suggestions. You're bored? All right, well, if you're bored, Artemo, we can, we can leave. We can be done. I get bored without Carrie. It's very sad. Um, I'm still going to do a couple more because I want to round this out because I'm kind of a obsessive person. So I'm going to do one more at least from the last section, which is the last section is religion and the lack thereof. Uh, and... I mean, you can see some of these. If you're religious, you're more likely to have religious leader of your gender. You're less likely to have your beliefs attributed to irrationality and scientific ineptitude natural for your gender. I've never, I've never heard, uh, I've never heard that. But okay. Um, if you're religious, you're less likely to be assumed incapable of choosing your religion for yourself. Like when people assume that Muslim women need saving. So this is a weird one because Muslim women. <laughs> Many Muslim women do need saving. If you were an actual feminist, you would look across the pond and see what's going on in the Middle East and how women are treated. You would thank the West for treating women much better, and you would try and help the women that are being forced into marriage, uh, women that are, be, uh, for a while, women couldn't drive in Saudi Arabia. They couldn't have, they couldn't have the same access to education. Uh, they're, like I mentioned earlier, husbands can beat them. You can say, hey, they should be able to choose Islam, but a lot of women don't choose Islam. So, uh, all right, let's see if there's one more, and then I'll just stop. Uh, da -da -da -da. You can't be part of atheist communities without risking gender-based harassment. I think that's just made up. So one of the things that these people do is they take their own personal experience and then they try and extrapolate from that personal experience to assume that this is representative of how everyone is treated always. And obviously that is unscientific. Sacred religious figures are portrayed as your gender. You can practice a religion that centers around your gender without facing harassment and backlash. For instance, women-centered sects of paganism and Wicca sometimes have to deal with misogyny. So, I don't know, any pagans or Wiccans in the chat who have to deal with misogyny? Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe they are thinking of the skeptic movement. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I also don't know. I also don't know that Wicca, Wiccans are <laughs> and pagans are, have to deal with misogyny because of the religion they've chosen. But yeah, like God hasn't been portrayed as a woman for the last four decades. Yeah. Good point, Andrew. And actually look, you know, there were religions where there was, uh, females as gods, just, you know, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not religious. I'm an atheist and I've, I've been an atheist for 25 years and I don't know. I've never seen anyone in the atheist community say like, Oh, you can't be an atheist because you're a woman or look at people askance because they're female. 
Uh, and this is another point they have, they had in this article, I don't, I don't remember where it was, but they have a uh, complaint about nerd culture. In fact, I kind of want to find it. They have this, they have this uh, complaint that if you are uh, ostracized, let me look, let me just see if I can find the word ostracized. Nope, that wasn't the word they used. Um, excluded? Here, it was way up here. If you're excluded from mainstream culture, you can find community in outsider or counterculture groups like nerd communities without being excluded there also because of your gender. That is not, I mean, I'm sure there was a case of it, but look, being a guy who was part of nerd culture for a while, guys love when when women join nerd culture. They're not, they generally don't exclude women uh, maybe in some instance, someone did. Again, it's, this is extrapolating from one case, assuming that this is the way it is. But nerds are generally very welcoming of ha- male nerds are generally very welcoming of having women in their groups because they're not as socially uh, comfortable generally, and they're or they're often just more introverted, and so they have less of an opportunity to meet women. They love having women in their groups. So that's just bullshit. That one doesn't exist. Um, all right, I don't, I don't really know that. Uh, I think we can stop. I read the last one. Unless there's anything else in chat, you guys been, you guys have been great in chat. Appreciate it. Uh, I can remember when the internet had almost no women. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, they too. They do experience everything as sexism. Uh, embarrassing mom. I don't know if I should use your real name, so I'll say embarrassing mom. They do, they do experience everything as sexism. And like I said at the beginning, this whole list reinforces negative gender stereotypes. It, the list makes it makes at least feminists look hypersensitive and irrational. And that's exactly the stereotype that you should not be going for. But, oh well. This, this article was from 2016, so uh, things have... Uh, that's what it was like back in 2016, for those of you who weren't alive three years ago. It was just hell for women. It was really, really bad. And, and as you can see from the list, it was a completely different world in 2016. I can use your name, Gracie. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we pine for them. Artaba, are you one of the, you were in the nerd culture as well? They did. Like nerd, nerd, nerd guy cultures would pine for women. You know, I spent, uh, I spent a lot of time in front of a computer with friends in junior high and high school. And I think we'd have been loved, we'd have loved to have any female just show up and hang out with us in any way. All right. I'm, uh, I'm done. Thanks, guys, for watching. Don't forget, again, about Book Club, as Carrie mentioned. And I haven't gotten Kofefi out today, but uh, I'm still editing it. I'll get it out later today. And we'll see you next week. Appreciate the uh, all the support and interaction in chat. It's getting fun. It's getting a lot more fun now that there's more people in chat. So uh, thanks again. Take care.